Welcome to the Optimized Mom Podcast, where we explore strategies for trading burnout, overwhelm, and exhaustion for simplicity, efficiency, and joy. Why? Because I want you to have the time and energy to care for yourself, have fun with your family, and share your sparkle with the world. Hello, friends. Excited to chat with you today. I just uh, released a new blog post called Five Lessons I Learned About Taking Care of Myself from My Aura Ring. <laughs> so that's what I want to chat about today. I have been on kind of a health kick ever since January. Um, back in January, feeling kind of uh, not good really dragging, uh, waking up in the morning after what I thought was a full night's sleep, not feeling good at all. And um, if any of my sister survivors, sister breast cancer survivors are listening to this, you know that when you start to feel run down, uh, the first place your brain goes is, I, I must be sick again, it must be cancer. Um, and so I, I sort of got a little, not panicky, but I just was worried because I felt like it had been weeks since I didn't feel, or weeks since I felt good. So a lot of folks that I really respect had been talking about this aura ring. And if you don't know what it is, it's, uh, it's a wearable tracker. You wear it on your finger instead of on your wrist, like some of the watches and stuff. But um, it tracks your sleep, it tracks your activity, it um, is constantly looking at things like your heart rate and your temperature and um, checking in, basically putting all the data it collects together to give you a score of how ready you are for life. So uh, a lot of people, as I said, that I respected liked this ring, so I decided to get one even though they were $300. Oh my gosh, uh, I am pretty frugal. Some might even say cheapskate. Uh, that was a tough pill to swallow for me, but I really did think maybe it would help. And sure enough, this has proven to be like a revolution in my life. So let's chat a little bit about some of the things that I feel like I have learned from using this aura ring. Um, the first one is that being sedentary is not the goal. So <laughs> I feel like I historically have kind of been one of those people that I exercise most days. I often will have uh, phases that I go through where I've got step goals and things like that, that, um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty good at getting prescribed activity, but for the rest of the day, if I can save myself some effort, I am going to save it. Um, you know, if something needs to be picked from upstairs, I'm sending the kids upstairs to go get it. If I'm doing something like taking the trash to the curb while I'm out there, I run over and get the, um, get the mail from the mailbox across the street. Cause it just, you know, it feels efficient and like it's making the best of your time. But once I got this ring, I realized, you know, I'm not really getting as much activity as I thought I was. You know, that little workout that I'm doing in the morning, even if it's, you know, 30 to 45 to 60 minutes, is it doesn't make up for the fact that I'm not moving so much during the rest of the day. You know, unless we're having some sort of big, you know, you're mopping the floor or scrubbing the bathrooms or something, you're not really, um, I wasn't really getting as much activity as I could have. So, once I get this ring, it actually every day will put up an activity goal for me of a certain amount of calories that it wants me to burn. 
and a certain amount of steps that it suggests I take, that sort of thing. And so now it became, hey, it's not a problem if there's something upstairs. I have to get steps anyway. Let me run upstairs and get it. Hey, why don't I, I just take a trip right now out to the mailbox across the street and walk and go get it. Um, it just sort of changed my outlook on, you know, what, what was the goal? Was the goal to be sitting down and relaxing and not expending too much energy? Or was the goal to be up and moving around and spending energy so I could create more energy? Um, that was another thing that I just learned, by the way, is that when you are exercising, it's causing your body to make more mitochondria, which are those parts of the cell, in case you had forgotten biology class like me, the parts of the cell that create energy from the food you eat and the oxygen that you breathe. So the more mitochondria you have, the more energy you can create. So you're literally, it, it seems paradoxical, but while you are spending this energy to exercise, you are actually doing an activity that will make more energy for yourself, which is kind of amazing. And so now I get those little reminders sometimes from the ring that will tell me, hey, you've been sitting a long time, you know, working on the computer or reading in the hammock or playing a board game with the kids. Time to stretch your legs a bit. And it's like, yeah, it is. So I, it, it's great. I have felt better and felt more energized by using more energy to move, which is kind of a cool lesson to learn. Second lesson I learned was I have a whole lot of control over how I sleep. I feel like in the past, I sort of just, you know, laid down and uh, crossed my fingers, hoping that uh, it would turn out okay and I would sleep well. And what I noticed within a few nights of using the Aura Ring was that I was getting a decent amount of sleep. I've always been somebody who falls asleep pretty easily, although I sometimes will wake up in the middle of the night. But um, even on the nights that I stayed asleep, for a good like six and a half, seven and a half hours, I still was getting a poor sleep score because I wasn't having enough deep sleep and I wasn't, uh, my heart rate was staying elevated too late into the night. I didn't even know this was a thing. But when I learned that this was an issue, I started doing some little experiments to see if I could make my sleep score better. Cause you know, always since I was a kid trying to get good grades on stuff. So I was trying to kick that sleep score up from, you know, something that was in like the sixties and seventies up to the eighties and nineties. And so my husband was out of town on a business trip. I had free reign of what I did in the bedroom. And so I started to do some little experiments and I played with things like changing the temperature of my bedroom. I lowered the thermostat a lot at night. This was in January, so it was still relatively cold overnight, even in Vegas. Um, I read that the optimal temperature was between 60 and 67 degrees Fahrenheit um, in order for your body to really be able to relax and sleep. I played with different temperatures, ended up settling on 67. Uh, I got some blue light blocking glasses because of course we have all heard that the light from not only our devices, but also even our light bulbs can be messing with our melatonin production and um, you know making it harder for us to settle down at night. So I got some goofy glasses. I stopped watching TV at night, which was a huge change and started reading instead, which has been a really nice shift actually because um, whereas I always set a reading goal for myself, um, every year, I'm usually falling far behind by this point in the year. And, uh, this time instead, I am actually ahead of schedule, which is kind of fun. 
Um, in addition to cutting out my TV shows, I started going to bed really early. Like, you know, usually I thought like 10 or 11 o'clock was my bedtime. I started going to bed right after I put the kids in bed. Um, I'd say goodnight to them between like 8.15 and 8.30. I would get in my bed and my light would be out by nine. I also gave up coffee. I started um, finishing up my last meal of the day by around 6 p.m. and eating a little bit less at dinner. And I gave up alcohol. Now when I say I gave these things up, I'm still drinking from time to time. I still am even drinking coffee from time to time. I just switched it from where it wasn't my default thing that I did every day. I'm also still watching TV occasionally with my husband. It's just my default had been eat dinner like 6.30, 7 o'clock. Then after that, um, hang out with kids for a little bit, put them to bed, then go sit on the couch with my husband um, and a glass of wine and watch TV until I was ready to fall asleep. And so making these little changes, I discovered, wow, things started to get incrementally better. But you know, the one thing that seemed to totally fix my sleep was turning off all of my devices, not just the TV, one hour before bed. And this one is really, really hard for me, you guys, because I love my iPad. I love it. In the evenings, I was used to, you know, maybe reading an ebook or doing a lesson on Duolingo. Um, I even have a, a, a digital scratch pad, like um, art lesson thing. And so it, to be able to go in and, um, and do my sketches or something like that seemed really soothing. But something about the way that it worked um, was lighting me up. And every time I use it before bed, and sometimes, as I said, I still do, I'm not perfect. Every time I use it before bed, I end up having a poorer sleep score the next day, which is kind of a bummer, but totally worth it in order to wake up feeling great. So the third thing that I learned from uh, using my Aura Ring is that the quality of my sleep really affects the quality of my life. And we know this, right people? We know this, like you, you have a bad night's sleep and you're grumpy. Um, but I don't think I'd really thought much about getting good sleep since I had kids. You know, I think my story is as common as everybody else's. You know, you, you have a baby and well, first you're pregnant and who can sleep comfortably <laughs> when you're pregnant? I remember laughing because somebody came up to me and said, Oh, make sure you're sleeping now because you're not going to sleep when the baby comes. And I was thinking, am I supposed to be sleeping good now? Because this is miserable. <laughs> but um, so you start sleeping poorly when you're pregnant, if not before. And then you've got a breastfeeding or, you know, a regularly feeding baby in the house, um, bottle feeding baby that needs to be fed every couple of hours. And so you, you get in this like, OK, you, you have at least a bunch of months of being severely sleep deprived, like probably shouldn't be operating a car kind of sleep deprived. Um, and so you do that for months and months and months. And then you still have, you know, I wet the bed, I just threw up, um, you know, can I have another glass of water escaping out of the toddler bed, people having bad dreams and you've got all this stuff and it's just, it just goes on for years and you stop even thinking about like, it just becomes a joke that you would ever even consider sleeping well. But boy, when you do get a good night's sleep, I just feel like my creativity and my energy is back. I can tackle my tasks 
quickly and efficiently. I can be patient with the kids. I can be cheerful with my husband in a way that I am just not if I am not sleeping well. Um, my whole outlook on life feels like it's changed. And it's so interesting. I was looking you know, at some different studies online and stuff as I was writing this blog. There was a study done in 2020 that they showed that, so they took a group of people, they gave them regular sleep for five nights and then showed them all these pictures. And some of the pictures they said were unpleasant, some were neutral, and some were pleasant. Then they, well, they asked them about what their, what their opinions of the pictures were. And you know, the pleasant ones they rated pleasant, the unpleasant ones they rated unpleasant, the neutral ones were neutral. Then they took them for five nights and they gave them only five hours of sleep, tops. They showed them the pictures again and they said there was no change in the unpleasant pictures. They still thought they were unpleasant, but they were more likely to look at a pleasant picture or a neutral picture and see it as negative after they were sleep deprived, which is crazy, right? We know that, but I mean, you, you know it internally, but to, to have someone do a study on that and prove it, that even if stuff in your life is going well, or even if it's just fine, you know, like there's times where we're just kind of okay. You know, life isn't great, but it's not terrible. But boy, can it start to look terrible if you're tired. So this goofy stuff <laughs> that I'm doing now feels a lot more important. You know, it feels important to try to get to bed on time. It feels important because I know I'm not going to be able to show up the way I want to for my husband, for my kids, for myself, um, if I'm not rested. All right, next lesson I learned. What gets measured gets managed. This is a, um, a phrase that I have used for years and years, but it came up again with this because it's easy for all of us to go through life kind of mindlessly, assuming that everything's okay. But when that data is there, it's hard to ignore it. When you look at something and it says, you know, your sleep score is a 65 and here's why your heart rate was up until late in the night your um your body temperature was super elevated your um you didn't get any deep sleep once you see all this stuff there you go oh okay and what did i do yesterday um i went out for drinks with my girlfriends and stayed up till midnight okay now, at least I have the data there. I'm paying attention to it. I'm not pushing it under the rug. Um, also, I know things now like what my optimal bedtime window is based on the time that I've been going to sleep over the last few weeks. I know what a good idea for amount, an amount of steps or an amount of activity to get every day. So I'm taking it. Once you've, you've got those, those targets to hit and you have a way of knowing if you hit them, then you actually have some hope of actually accomplishing that. So I'm really thrilled to have a way to measure all of this. And finally, number five, and number five is kind of my favorite. I expected that once I got the aura ring that I would move more, that I would sleep better, but I didn't expect number five. And that is, the fifth thing I learned was I don't need to push through like a robot every day. So the order ring not only tells you, hey, get after it, you are rested, nice job, here's your activity goal. The order ring will also say, pay attention, take it easy. You know, it's time to ease up, you're not recovered. And I am sort of shocked 
by how freeing it was to have this little message on the screen reminding me to take it easy and take a break. I am so used to, even when I was exhausted, even when I was legitimately sick going through chemotherapy, um, you know, of trying to get up and push through and power on and take care of that to-do list and show up for the kids and, and do the workout I planned and all that kind of stuff. I'm used to just trudging on and pushing through. And it's awesome to have just this, this little electronic message that pops up and says, you know what? Maybe today is not the day to take on the world. Today's the day to take it a little easier. And it has been so great. Again, paradoxically, you, do, you don't expect that by taking things easier, you'll be able to get more done. But taking those times when I'm not 100% to actually rest and restore means that I can come back the next day and power through a little bit more, whether that's with a workout or really you know, tackling a ton of chores or really doing something cool with the kids. Um, it, it's just been great to remind me that, you know, our, our lives go in cycles. It's not just the same thing every day. Uh, so yeah, this aura ring has been a really cool thing. And um, although I don't get any sort of money for recommending it or anything, I would recommend it. I've loved it. However, I do not think you need a $300 ring or any other spendy kind of lifestyle tracker to enjoy any of the, the benefits that I listed above or to learn any of the lessons that I learned. We can do this without all this fancy stuff. So I wanted to recommend a few small things that I think you could do right now to help improve your sleep and activity levels. So the first thing is to commit to moving more today. As I said, moving around, exercising will counterintuitively give you more energy. So start small. I mean, if you're totally sapped right now, just walking a little bit more might be enough. You know, park your car a little further away from the store. Go for a walk while you're listening to your favorite podcast or one of my favorites while the kids are at the playground. I love to um, sort of walk around the play structure while they're on it rather than what I used to do, which was sitting on a bench like with my phone or a book. Um, you know, just getting the steps in. You're there anyway. You're outside. Make the most of it. Um, you could even do fun things like <laughs> setting a timer to remind you to get up and move around every hour or saying every time you go to the bathroom, you're gonna do 10 jumping jacks after you flush the toilet or something. You know, there are fun little ways to work more movement in. Know that moving more will give you more energy. Number two, think about how you've been sleeping lately. Do you feel energized and refreshed when you wake up or do you feel like you're dragging? Sometimes we can't help this. You know, if you're in a season of life where you're taking care of a newborn, good luck, Godspeed. <laughs> It does not last forever. Um, this is the it gets better for you guys. Um, but if you are not in one of those seasons, if sleeping poorly and being tired has just become a habit for you, then start to tweak some of these things. Start trying your own sleep experiments. You know, I gave you a list of some of the things that I tried. There are some great, um, great books and websites that will give you some ideas. Um, I'm gonna link to my blog post, which has some books linked and that sort of thing where um, you could get some more ideas for things to try, but make it an experiment. Start tracking your sleep. Note the time that you go to bed and the time that you wake up. 
Note how you feel. Note what you did. If you wake up feeling great, what was yesterday like? If you wake up feeling terrible, what was yesterday like? And see what you can come up with. Number three, start tracking your stats. Remember, what gets measured gets managed. Um, you can do this as easily. You don't have to buy anything fancy. There are free pedometer apps that you can put on your phone and then just keep your phone in your pocket. Uh, there were some studies that have shown that people who wear a pedometer walk a mile more each day than people who don't. So just tracking your steps makes you walk more. So that's a simple, easy one to try. Again, think about noting when you go to bed, when you wake up, how your sleep was, all those sorts of things so that you have some data that you can then do something with. And finally, listen to your body. Whenever it's possible, adjust your goals for the day based on the way that you're feeling. Every day is not the day to run a marathon, to clean your entire house, to have the most magical day with the kids ever. That's just not the way it works. And in order to have those sort of peak days, we want to have the days where we're a little more laid back, where we do a little bit more rest and recovery. So I hope you have enjoyed this, uh, this little podcast as much as I've enjoyed given it to you. And if you want a little bit more in terms of details and sources for the studies I cited and, uh, and different books recommendations and that sort of thing, if you want to see the, the blue light blocking glasses I chose, they're super stylish, <laughs> head on over to the blog. Uh, this will be mamagoesbeyond.com slash aura dash ring. I'll also link below my no time, no money, no problem self-care challenge because sleep is one of the best ways to get yourself self-care, sleep and exercise that is, but there are loads of other ways to practice self-care too, and they don't need to be expensive. They don't need to be time consuming. So I will link that at the bottom. Have a great week, you guys.